0: To do for that girl. Uh, almost impossible. Quality? Uh-huh. You see, girl, uh-huh. I've never been lost before. But God knows, I
1: truly I know there's a first time for everything. First time I let her in my bed, she got wetter than the perfect storm that we weathering together. And this is the first time that I ever considered weather rings the first things first. Yo, met her at the bar, rolling with three wise men like I followed the star. There she is, shorty, black coaster, thick like bifocals Jack like Good
0: job. Good 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 I Good job. 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 Good
1: job. Good job.
0: Good job. Good job. Good the is Hold on, I've got to hear something quick. I so used to be a
1: player this is new to me. And
0: this ain't what I'm oh. used to seeing. Because i never been in love in, uh, I love me, so I'll tell you, Colleen. Anyway, as I said before, this is the Clown Hour. And uh, you can find me on the web. It's Clown Server K, by the way. It's uh, www.theclowntimes.net. You can find me on Facebook, acting the fool, like I just did just now. Um, again, it's Constable of a k, but just do a search in the window, just mm-hmm. the Clown Times Sports, you'll be able to find me there. Uh, this is a special treat tonight because um, every now and again, I have guest contributors on my sports blog, this, either they want to get shit off their chest, and... Uh, <laughs> and uh, my man here wanted to get some stuff off his chest about Jay Gruden and his beloved Redskins. Uh He actually posted a, an Instagram blog, actually a good post regarding his feelings about Jay Gruden, how he feels that like he's in over his head. You might want to check that out on my blog. Actually, the title of that rant is Jay Gruden is Overwhelmed. Face it. <laughs> so it's proven his point. So, so the author of that, uh, you know, that specifically just contributed, is my man, Brian Van. Uh, he's my brother-in-law as well, so uh, this is first time on The Clown. So, hi, Brian. Welcome. What's going on? I'm glad to be on. Glad to be on. I like that intro music.
1: Nice touch.
0: Hey, you know what? I I, I flip it every now and again. I, I normally keep old-school hip-hop on my intro music, so I have it on my Rolodex. I got, like, probably left 25 files on here that so I like to, like, uh, interchange. So, this is brand new, though, so I just threw the title of in there because I'm a big fan of it, so, you know, got to keep it. One hundred, they say. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, first of all, before we get into the crying game, your beloved Redskins, um, (laughs) just tell the listeners out there who you are, more about you, and what led you to become a Redskins fan. Uh,
1: Who am I? Well, I'm originally a Washington D.C. native, uh, (laughs) born in the nation's capital, so I guess that also leads to – why i am a washington football fan as you uh, may notice i refuse to to use the name um don't
0: care for it It, it's,
1: it's a shame it's a shame it took me this long to realize what i was saying but um uh, yeah, once I realized it, I kind of decided to strike it. So yeah, Washington football team. Um, but <laughs> every one of my family has always been a fan. I mean, I have roots in North Carolina, so for the longest time there wasn't a Carolina Panthers or or right. any other team to really root for. So Washington was it. And I mean, in in my youth, in the in the early '90s, in the late '80s, it was great. You had the Hogs, you know, you had the Posse. So it, it, everything was great. Joe Gibbs was was the leader of the of the squad, so everything was was wonderful. But it just seems like this past fifteen years, or the or the Snyder era, if if that's what you want right. to call it, hasn't hasn't seen some of the the best times for my my beloved Washington team. But you just maintain hope that uh, that next run of of success for your team is right around the corner. So. I'm gonna remain hopeful, even though, uh, as you could uh, read from my column, uh, I don't believe we necessarily have the uh, the head coach to make that happen as of now. So,
0: I got you. I got you. So yeah. I'll get to Jay Grew and, and Danny Boyce like a, in like a, in, a, in a quick second. But uh, where to begin, my man? Where to begin? Um, you <sighs> know, and, and full disclosure. In full disclosure, I had the Redskins in the playoffs. I picked your boys to be at least a wild card team at the beginning at the beginning of the season to be the plus Because I figured that RG three, he had his um for as 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 a uh, uh, what's his name London Fletcher once uh, called him last year Bob. Uh, yes. <laughs> he's, yes. He he had a whole off season to get used to the likes of um, of Deshaun Jackson. I thought that Jackson would have made a huge difference with his offense. Uh, right. I noticed that the aforementioned Jay Gruden had a little bit of success in Cincinnati with with one uh, Andy Dalton. So I figured that everything would translate. And 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 plus I figured that also that Mike Shanahan and his and his sons had more to do with the dysfunction last year than I originally imagined. So I gave everyone the benefit of the doubt here in the DC area, and I thought that RG3 was going to do some things, be the quote unquote black Jesus that folks here in South <laughs> Racine last year I thought he would be, right?
1: I mean, sure.
0: Cats on the radio were calling RG3 upon, his, upon being drafted two years ago, black Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. when. When I saw the
1: adaptation of the Barack Obama Hope poster with oh, Robert Griffin III's image with the Washington's colors on it instead, I, I mm-hmm. really recognized that we had gone completely over the deep end, that, that we had, we had <laughs> lost our minds. We, oh. we had lost all sense of what it takes to actually become a winning franchise and put everything put all our eggs in one basket of a guy who we have yet to com- see complete an entire season of football going back to his, his his Baylor days. So, yeah. I mean, that that's what happens when you have a franchise that's just been riddled with poor quarterback play year after year after year. I mean, people people have I've seen memes and stuff on the internet talking about Cleveland Browns and their list of quarterbacks. We have quite the list ourselves. I mean we That's uh, true we have quite the list and I could throw out some names but it, it really would just bring tears to my eyes. So I I'll just <laughs> avoid doing that. But I mean we but, have really we've really become a disillusioned fan base. And and I think we've also seen that permeate through the front office with some of the decisions that have been made. But uh oh yeah. Yeah, it's 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 troubling. It's troubling. But to go to, to to your point about your prediction of them making the playoffs, that's when true. I saw NFC West in our schedule, I, I counted four losses right there. I mean that that's, that 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 was four losses right there. And the fact that when you have a team that has basically mortgaged all of their draft picks that been, that would be of any consequence for the mm-hmm. likes of Robert. And you aren't getting any real depth in your offensive line, your defensive line, and the secondary is atrocious. I could yes, not. It is. When I honestly looked at the team, I, I, <laughs> I, I saw maybe six, six to eight. An optimistic mm. view would have been an eight and eight season when I when I when this season mm-hmm. initially started. But um, now eight wins,
0: I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Wow! So, I don't know. I've yeah. because I, I picked them to win nine. So jokes on me, big <laughs> time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the jokes were on me. But but let's just just touch on something that you mentioned for a minute. Um, and I guess we could segue into Danny Boy Snyder. Um, yeah, you mortgage. Yo, know, I mean you're right. You mortgage years of, of of like picks, first and second yeah. round picks, and I think was a third. Thrown in there, which is the
1: first and second. I forgot. I believe it was that current year's first, which in essence was a yes. swap with St. Louis. Right. But then the next two years, it was a fir- it were first round picks, and then there was a second round pick uh, also okay. thrown in there. I believe not last season, but the year before. So this upcoming draft will be the first year, barring some kind of. Catastrophic decision making from 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 Dan Snyder that we will have a first round pick, and mm-hmm. and Lord knows we need it. I mean, Lord knows we absolutely need it because this team is yes, void of impact players on the defensive side of the ball, and that is exactly what this team is so desperately in need of.
0: Yes, and I agree because I watch y'all here every Sunday. <laughs> And uh well, I think about you, I think about my father who's a big Washington fan as well. And it it just and to see my dad's text at the end of most weeks, uh at the end of most Sundays I should say, it, it, yeah. it's sad because this was once a proud franchise in the eighties and the seventies, you know, with, with uh yeah. George Allen and uh yeah. you know, and, and everything else. I mean I remember the heydays. I mean I'm a guy with certain age as you we well know. That remember the eighties, not as much the seventies, but you know, just being a student of history, you know, sure. that's, this, this is not a this is not a mortar bone franchise. Is what I'm trying to say, and sure. uh, the way Dan Snyder, excuse me, Danny Boy ran into the ground, running into the ground, present tense. It's just sad. But let's just let's go this go back to the draft. Man. speaking of which, you know that you set up for failure when a guy when an owner comes in, posts his will and falls in love with the celebrity of a draft pick, if you will, the celebrity of a player, without obviously doing his homework as he did with RG three. You know, because where on the street is that was that uh Shanahan wanted Tannehill. He wanted Tannehill. Correct. And uh, Correct. wanted to keep the, his picks. And maybe in, in this in and in, in still fall through his plan in the fourth round to select Cut as as Tannehill's backup, but you know correct. as, as we all know, well, he didn't have he being Shanahan didn't have a full allotment of picks to work with, and this was still under the he imposed I I think salary cap restrictions by Roger Goodell because I think y'all tried to circumvent the cap for an uncapped year, and that is correct. Um, he, and he so basically yes he got two strikes <laughs> and pulls upon you. And then Danny Boy just up and says, "I want RG3, I want RG- RG3, And I'm I'm picturing his peddled little ass jumping on top of a table, stamping on the table the minute that he gets his way, got his way. Look where his team is once again. And uh, it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame that he's doing this to your team. And you can't fire the owner. I mean, you can't go. To, I mean, I mean, sure you can't go to his games. You can you choose not to go to his games. Nothing happen because it's the NFL. And You got that's more fancier. So, barring Christ coming back. What can be done to get <laughs> some sense into Danny not Snyder's hand? It's just standing out of the way.
1: I I really think the it's it's really going to take some soul searching. And when I, the only thing that I liken it to is when I take a look at unfortunately the hated rival of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, yeah. year after year after year, you had Jerry Jones searching for the star, the star to match the star. Like he needed a star right. to put the helmet of the star on their head. And he would go right. after these players, these flash in the pan type players, these these high-priced guys that, that you, you knew the name recognition, you knew who they were, but it didn't amount to much as far as wins. I mean, as far as playoff productivity, it's well chronicled because ESPN loves talking about the Dallas Cowboys and their lack of a playoff run. So we, we mm-hmm. all understand what that has been. But it really has taken Jerry Jones' son stepping in and saying, look, we need to make some different changes because the way that you wanted to do it is not working. And in all honesty, mm-hmm. he took a look at those midnight, early mid-90 teams when they had a dominant offensive line. Their offensive yes. line was absolutely punishing, and that is exactly what they're trying to replicate with what they have here. I mean, five first-rounders on their offensive line, there's no other team in the NFL that has five first-round draft picks on their offensive line, and that is why you're seeing the success that DeMarco Murray has had this season. I mean, he yes, is, is easily going to have 2,000 yards probably by the end of this season. Tony Romo hasn't had to have the burden of winning games on his own, because, quite frankly, he can't do it. Um, And as a result of the running game, you're seeing Des Bryant getting these one-on-one matchups off of the play action and being able to make huge plays downfield. That's the model. That is it. You need to establish Mm -hmm. the offensive line, which gets you the running game, which protects your quarterback, which allows you to get the ball downfield to a Deshaun Jackson, to a Pierre Garçon, to an Andre Roberts. I mean, they have weapons to a Jordan Reed. The the problem is they built – the Washington has this team built from the outside in. They have all mm-hmm. the periphery players on offense. But outside of Trent Williams, they don't have the foundation on the offensive line that's going to keep a quarterback upright long enough to make the play that they need to make. Now, when you look at Colt McCoy and the success that he had last week, a lot of that was by force because they were so far behind so early – They had to push the ball downfield, had to keep making plays downfield. And as we've seen over the last couple weeks, Indianapolis Colts defense has struggled. I mean, you saw what your Pittsburgh Steelers did. Yeah, (laughs) Indianapolis Colts secondary. (laughs) So, I mean, a 600-yard passing game, like that's ridiculous. So having understanding that, Colt McCoy had a very nice game, and I loved what I saw from him there because I I really like the way he has developed because he struggled early and he's really – kind of developed and and created a niche for himself as a solid number two. But he can't be the answer long term. But the fact of the matter is when you have Robert back there at quarterback, they do not look like the same team. So what you want to do, if that is your prize jewel, if that's the guy you're going to build your team around, you have to have an offensive line. Period. Right. That's right. That's right. So there you
0: have it. And, And I see that He's actually, I don't want to turn it too much to the Cowboys podcast, but it's it, 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 from seeing what happened in the last Cowboys last draft, it's bearing its fruits, you know. Credit to yeah. Stephen Jones, I guess. And too bad Daniel Stout doesn't have a son. Or a daughter who's that old. to Tell him to stay the hell out of the way and, and, and stay in your lane. But I guess it is what yeah. it is. But, uh, but I, and, 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 okay, I promise I'll get to Jay Gruden soon because, you 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 wrote your call about Rudin and how in up his head he is, but I just want to spend one more minute on RG three for a minute. Uh right. since Benny Boy has a lost cause, let's go to RG three. Um so with his recent demotion by another coach 'cause you know 'cause remember he was he was demoted last year as well by Shanahan that right. this is the last year of R G three in Washington.
1: Now the conversations have been that once Robert was benched, that he's still Mm -hmm. in the plans long-term for Washington. And a part of me still believes that. Um, I think they tried to objectively look at where they are right now as a team and said, you know what, we're not going to do anything of consequence this season. Let's see if we can retool, make some moves this offseason, draft some players. We have a full draft we 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 have some money coming off the books because I doubt they're gonna re sign Iraq pro uh after giving him mm-hmm. the franchise tag and then him getting hurt out for the season. So that's a little over eleven million coming off the books there. Um yeah. they don't have a ton of money tied up in big long term contracts, so maybe the ability to make some moves in free agency will be there. But a part of me feels that this was a calculated move to bench him based on the opponent. And here's what I mean by mm. that.
0: Okay.
1: Playing the Indianapolis Colts, you have Andrew Luck, the number one pick mm-hmm. in the same draft as RG three. Andrew Luck is absolutely on fire right now. He is right. absolutely putting up ridiculous numbers. He's top three in the league in touchdown okay. passes and he is he's he's just a force to be reckoned with right now. The worst thing you could possibly do is after the game Robert had against San Francisco where he threw for 106 yards is to follow that up by going against the guy you were in the draft class with who everyone thought is it going to be luck, is it going to be RG3, who's going to be the better one, and getting mm-hmm. absolutely destroyed by that guy. Mm. That is the last thing you would want to have to happen to your quarterback. So I believe, and this is just, you know, fan theory, It's better for him to face a little bit of embarrassment of being benched than to face a broader embarrassment of just getting smoked on the field by that other guy. And I think, Mm. honestly, they can have Robert as their long-term solution if they want to keep him there. There's going to have to be some things worked out between him and the head coach and the owner and and some kind of uh, understanding of what the role of each one is and – can we all come together and work together? But I think it's possible. I'm hopeful because the last thing I want to do is have him go to Philly, Dallas, the Jets, or some other team, and, and just become like an absolute weapon. Because <laughs> then we just yeah. gave away three first-round picks in the second for absolutely nothing and then get burned by that guy. So
0: I, yeah. I absolutely
1: hope he's in the long-term plan. So
0: You know, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I just, I'm one for stability, you know what I mean, because, granted, I know, and, and I don't know Robert, obviously, I just know why I hear and why I read. okay? Right. Granted, he wants to work hard, he wants to be the best that he could be, so his work effort reportedly is there, okay? It's just mm-hmm. that I think he actually almost, I leave, almost lean towards the, I know, because a bit more about his brand and himself more than he does his success in the NFL. If that makes sense, He's all about yeah. marketing with this guy right now. And Glenn, he's a young guy. You know, he's trying to figure it out. That doesn't give him make an excuse for him because you know Andrew Luck's a young guy too. Look how well he's doing for himself. He's not for why for uh, for why no he's not concerned about his brand. You know, I don't see him in many commercials nationwide outside of Indianapolis. But sure, he, he puts his head down, works hard, humble, very hum- humble young man, and you know he's doing well and good for him. I just, I just, I, I just wish that Robert would look at this and as a lesson because the one thing about professional sports, it is very humbling, and if you're not <laughs> careful, if you're not careful, your ass may be humbled out of the league, no matter what league it is, whether it's baseball, hockey, football. You name it, basketball. You know, it's, it's sure. very humbling because you're going to get the best players at their positions as well. No matter what round they're drafted in, the fact that they're professional sure. athletes makes them amongst the best of their position. So the thing is, is I just hope that, and I think he has the he being Robert Griffin has to work to make it work. That he learns from this and just puts his head down. Stop worrying about what people are saying about him. Stop worrying about having those stupid press conferences where he's about where he's throwing other people under the bus, other than himself. And just work hard. Just work hard, tune out the noise, and be the badass that he was that 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 uh, that he appeared to be through his rookie year. And Everything will take care of itself. So, Absolutely. So I, I I think I agree with you. I don't. I'm not one for. One's investment. I know that, you know, I've read some people, in, like in the post. Uh, uh, this, this one guy who's actually his last business night as well, it's called S N I D E R. I forget his first name, but he amongst the other folks here, I think Mike Wise amongst of course, as well, who I really respect as a writer for the Washington Post, um, are clamoring, if not predicting the RG3, will we go on next season. And uh, that they don't think it'll work from here, but I think you know, and I kind of lean toward this side. But just thinking about it, and you said it eloquently. Why waste an investment like that? You've, you've they've, they've given up several picks to get this guy. The last thing you want All to right. do is see your investment turned against you. And and All trust right. me, you don't you think Jerry Jones is eyeing the situation closely? Because I think what Tony Romo. It's in the last lot of years of his career. Not I many people realize that, but a bad back is a bad back. And that doesn't right. last long in the NFL. So don't you think he's looking at the Redskins right now and thinking, what if? Because remember, he's a guy of the star body himself. So at least now he has a better team around whichever quarterback will lead the squad post Tony Romo. And yep. I'll tell you what. It, it, it's a hot mess now with the with Washington and R G three. You can imagine the hilarity to see him in cowboys you know? <laughs> uniform. You know what back exactly. the batter. So that's why exactly. I agree with you. I think that you give him at least one more year to find himself another year in, in Jay Gloom's system and uh and, I mean hell, he can't get any worse. But uh it really just can. focus on that. Exactly. Just focus on that, focus on getting healthy he'll be all right. Speaking of Gruden, let's get to your boy, Jay Gruden. <laughs> ah, yeah, um, yeah. So, basically, you think that according to your rant, which is a great read, by the way, that he is in over his head and that he, not to say he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, but he kind of doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So, I give the floor to you and say why Jay Gruden is more of a problem than what people lean on.
1: Okay, here here's here's my issue with Jay Gruden. I first okay. of all let me let me sandwich this. Uh let me give him some compliments first. First of all, he did all an right. outstanding job as an offensive coordinator in Cincinnati. I, I mean I think his ability to take with what Mike Brown as an owner doesn't really like to supply his team with a lot of, of resources to go out and make things happen as far as personnel. So between Dalton and Green and at times Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. I mean, he was able to really do a lot of things to help that team win some games. But one thing that's not talked about is how dominant of a defense the Bengals have had over the past three to four years. It has been one of the elite defenses in the league. So I think that has a tremendous amount of – responsibility for the success that that team has had. And as a result, Mm -hmm. when a team does well, coordinators get picked. Now, when Jay Gruden had his press conference in Washington, D.C., I watched it, you know, intently as any Washington fan would. But when it came to the questions about Robert Griffin III, it looked like there wasn't any place he wanted to be more than just away from those cameras. I mean, his, his the wheels were just spinning out of control. The smoke was coming from his ears. It was just like, why are we talking about this guy? Like I don't want to be bothered with this. But here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Washington is this. RG three is this. Daniel Snyder is this. The nation's capital, the Beltway, I mean you're there. It's a different environment. It's not Cincinnati. It's
0: good. Yes.
1: People are passionate about their football team in the nation's capital. the The Nationals have had success. It's cool, but people don't really care. The Capitals have right. had playoffs, have had success made to the playoffs. It's cool, but people don't really care. They want right. the football team to be a success. That's where their sports allegiance lies. So I don't think Jay Gruden necessarily understood that part of it. Secondly, I don't think he understood how involved of an owner Dan Snyder was going to be. I think it's it's easy to say, oh, he'll come down, he'll try to make some decisions, I can handle it, I'm the coach. I don't think he really understood that. I mean, when, when Shanahan had his issues with RG3 and you could see that he really wanted Kirk Cousins to get play, you could see the the conflict there. And Mike Shanahan is a coach with a tremendous reputation, two Super Bowl rings, had a lot of wins, and he struggled with it. If Mike Shanahan mm-hmm. struggled with it, there was no question in my mind that Jay Gruden was going to struggle with it. When mm-hmm. I heard that Gruden was the coach, I thought they were talking about John Gruden. I was like, this is outstanding. Like, this is a guy with <laughs>
0: pedigree who oh, can Gruden. absolutely
1: come in and get the job done. And they were like, no, Jay Gruden. I was like, excuse me? Like, it's not John Gruden? You just went and got some guy who was coaching arena football, like, five, six years ago to be the head coach of this train wreck known as Washington's football team? And you think he's going to come in and fix it? And on top of that, you're going to give him $20 million guaranteed over the course of five years to be the head coach of this team? Like, you've got to be kidding me. And I think it's it's painfully clear when you look at his offense and you look at the personnel that he hasn't been able to match the two. He, like I said in my article, is extremely pass happy. He does not – I mean, you can look at Alfred Morris right now compared to last season and see he's not getting the touches he needs. They're not utilizing him in the important moments like they need to. And the fact that you're struggling so much at quarterback position, that's when you lean on the running back the absolute most, and they will not do it. They absolutely will not do it. And this is the same complaint Bengals fans have had in Cincinnati about Jay Gruden. It was, we have running backs. Why aren't we using them? Why are we letting Andy Dalton throw it? 40-some-odd times in this playoff game against this Houston defense year after year after year, who keeps shutting our offense down. He could not make the adaptation, and you're seeing it here clear that he is not adapting to the personnel that he has. He thinks he's the smartest person in the room, and usually when the person thinks they're the smartest, they tune other people out who know more than them. He needs to recognize what he has, and use it accordingly. Do I think he's going to be a failure as a head coach? I hope not because he's the head coach of my team. I hope he right. fixes it. But the <laughs> fact is, I don't think he knew what he was getting into by jumping in the beltway game, point blank.
0: Hmm. Exactly. So, And I wanted that, too, to your point, because you only have Alphamore. I mean, there's, if there's one thing that Mike Shanahan got right and Kyle Shanahan Absolutely. got right is that they knew what they had in Alfred Morris from training camp. And they used absolutely. it absolutely and that's one big reason why they won so many games that first you absolutely. know Robert Griffith's first year. Yeah. And so I, I it just baffles me. It just it's a head scratch. It's like it's it's kinda like it's a case of if something makes too much sense that folks refuse to do it uh, and so, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and we, I mean because we go back to the win against Dallas and the win against, uh, albeit a bad Titans team. Um, didn't Alfred Morris crack the hundred yard mark in both those games, or not? Damn, co- pretty damn closer in the Dallas game. That
1: and, is you correct. Know, didn't
0: he has a big play, and so especially this should help Robert, though, because. If you had not asked Robert to drop back the pass behind a leaky offensive line in terms of pass protection, wouldn't that keep Robert healthier and fresher
1: exactly. and
0: be able to and, and to utilize the play action that worked for him so well, his, his rookie season? Well, I, 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 I mean, I don't get that. I'm, I'm talking to sound like Stephen I I, 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 I I don't get that. <laughs> I really do not get that. I mean, why won't Jay Gruden adapt to that and utilize that viable weapon in his backseat?
1: I I think one issue um, with that was he he got excited by the prospect of what his offense would look like with the tools that they had. Like I said earlier, they built the team from the outside in. You add a Deshaun Jackson on top of a Pierre Garçon, you go out and get an Andre Roberts from Arizona, who when that acquisition was made, I thought that was a great move because he would, in essence, sure. phase out Santana Moss and fill that position as a slot receiver and possibly a special teams guy. And then you have Jordan Reed, who I think is an absolute stud at tight end. Now, when you yes. take those those that that arsenal that you have right there, and then you add what you think you can make RG3 become as a quarterback, you get excited by that. You get excited by the idea of throwing the ball all over the lot, having a couple thousand-yard receivers, having a 4,000-yard quarterback, or even maybe 3,000 or maybe rush 4,000. I mean, he got into video game mode. Like, he literally thought he was playing Madden instead of coaching an actual football team. The fact of the matter is you can't throw to any of those players downfield because you have gaping holes in the offensive line. They run block relatively well, relatively well, but they do not pass block worth two cents. It might as well be pieces of Swiss cheese up there with numbers on their back because people can get through at a moment's notice, and it is absolutely ridiculous to put a quarterback in a position where he's basically a target, a target. And then on top of that, you had Robert back there, who still for some reason doesn't seem to be, whether it's 100% healthy, 100% confident in his rehabilitation, whether he's fearful of becoming hurt again, but he doesn't play with the same tempo that he did in his first year and i think injuries will do that getting hit getting knocked around getting sidelined, having your knee wrapped around the back of haloti that that will kind of change the way you play the game of football it will change your approach so i think he really had to temper his excitement with with the with the weaponry that he had. It was almost like a kid running down the stairs on Christmas. Like, his eyes got so big, but you can't play with all your toys at once. Like, you got to focus. Right. Like, you got to spend some time with a little bit of everything, but he failed to spend time on the offensive block. Like, he focused all his time on receivers and on tight ends and on quarterbacks and different schemes and different route trees and everything like that, but he did not focus on the main thing. You can't throw the ball downfield. You can't stretch a, a defense. You can't take the lid off of a defense without time for the quarterback to throw the ball. And that's where they are just extremely deficient.
0: Wow. And that's the thing. So, I, I mean, I realize that I don't think Danny Boy is going to fire a uh, dude after this first season. I think that's kind of silly.
1: But, yeah,
0: I agree. But, but do you think – I mean, this is a lost season, actually, so at this point. So do you sure. think – it would take a act of God to get dude to actually utilize the running game and the tight ends to free up more opportunities for so Pierre Garcon Song and the Sean Jackson and company or or it just it is what it is?
1: I I believe that the NFL is a copycat league. And yes, I believe divisions are even more of a concentrated uh group of copycat teams. So I believe that Dallas's shift towards a more of a running game, the Eagles' shift to, even though there's a great deal of passing, it's predicated on the run. It's predicated on the, the read option type of that Oregon up-tempo offense. So the run is what still drives that offense. I think those teams shifting towards the run will force Washington to make that change if they want to be competitive because the NFL in general and especially the NFC East, I mean, you've watched NFC East football a long time. You have to control the lines. You have to control the offensive line and you have to control the defensive line. That's where... The, your bread is butter, for lack of a better term. I mean, most of the games I remember growing up, it would be a thirteen to ten game. I mean, we weren't, you weren't throwing the ball all over the place. You dominated the offensive line. You dominated the defensive line. You kept people out of the end zone. You ran the ball. You ran the clock. You made plays. You made stops. I understand it's a different NFL. Like I get that, but the run game is still extremely important, and it's the best weapon they have in Alfred Morris and Roy Hallou. The the, mm. the running backs that you have are going to consistently be the best part of this team as long as those guys are there. And and once you're able to be more forthright and dominant in that regard, it opens everything else up. So my, my hope yeah. is the light bulb will go off <laughs> based on the shift of of the different of the teams in the division but um only time will tell so
0: we'll see. Yeah well well it is what it is my man. I mean you <laughs> I mean you you guys are the most one of the most loyal fan bases in the NFL. And I I, I say next to the Buffalo Bills you guys are the most loyal fan base in the NFL that's pretty long suffering. And yeah. I just hope I just hope that Danny Boy, this next draft where you guys have your full allotment of draft picks, we just step the hell out of the way. Jade Gruden and maybe George Allen's boy make the decision. Speaking of which, why does he still have a job as general manager? I mean, he's in outside of a few players here and there, outside of Alpha Morris and a couple other players. He's in crap the last three seasons. So why is he still employed by the team?
1: Because as long as Snyder is the owner, right. the general manager position is is just entitled. Like they, there's there's no real actual general manager who's actually managing the team. It's 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 Dan Snyder wants to do this, go out and execute it, and y- your name is just slapped on it as 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 being a move from the general manager. I mean that. That's how it's been the entire snyder snyder uh term in in washington that's how it's been you can you can take Serato out and and put in an allen yeah. and and think that somehow it's 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 different but the fact of the matter is it's the same type of 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 team being run. The only thing that I've seen that's been fundamentally different that I have appreciated is going out and signing these uh players who are past their prime and throwing like a boatload of money at 'em. 'Cause 'cause that was that was beyond frustrating to watch. I mean oh, the God. Albert Hainsworth one that I, oh. I that that still gets me still to this man. day I still don't I still don't understand that. I mean we were we were literally paying for the Albert Hainsworth deal up until last year because that's where the actual fines from the NFL came from for those two years. Uh, was off right. of that Albert Haynesworth deal. So, I mean, so that has changed. So, hopefully, he's seen the light in that regard. But as far as a general manager, it's it's still Snyder. I mean, it's it's still Snyder, so.
0: I mean, that and, I mean, I want to talk about, I'm sorry, the depression and more, but just, <laughs> I promise you, I won't depression anymore. Because he the D.S. Sanders being <laughs> past his prime. Smith yeah. being past his prime. I'm sure there are many others I forgot, but, you know, it is what it is. But I'll say this one last thing, and, and I'll get you out of here on this. You've seen what Brian, Brian Mitchell had to say on uh, force Talk, right, about his uh, about his beloved team and how Correct. he totally went in on everyone in the organization. I can't blame him, and God bless him for doing it. I know he sped up, and, again, that's, uh, you know, recognition Nation is fed up. But um, all I can say is, what well, I told my man, who's a friend of mine, who's a Jaguars fan, one of the few Jaguars fans I know, keep hope alive. Uh, <laughs> keep hope alive, brother. It can't get any worse. Trust me, it can't get any worse. I mean, if it ain't over 16, it can't get any worse than that. So uh, we'll see. But, Brian, thanks a lot, dude. I enjoyed this. Absolutely. And, you know, and if you want to go cry over some beer after this, feel free. I
1: appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it.
0: All right. Take care, brother.
1: All right, man. You do the same.
0: All right. Peace out. That was my man, Brian Van. I almost forgot to mention he's a Morehouse man as well. Uh, poor guy. And poor members of the Washington Fan Club. I mean, it's, the Redskins have the most one of the most loyal fan bases in, the, in all sports. And they get keep getting shitted on by this organization, mainly by Danny Boyce not to pull all the strings. As much as I want to say that I hope that Snyder a one day the like Jerry Jones started to learn the hard way that this method doesn't always work, I feel that's going to be more to say in the next couple of seasons until someone has to just pull an intervention to somehow get him the hell out of the way. But, Anyway, that's all I have to say about the question. But uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. This is Scott Burks once again, and you will listen to the plan hour. Till next time, oh six night.